Welcome back for more from our workshop in the 2021 NICE project. I do want you, before we delve more into some other questions, uh, just mention a little bit about our author, mm -hmm. uh, Madeline Lingle, uh, born in 1918 and passed away in 2007, was an American writer of fiction, nonfiction, poetry, and young adult fiction, including A Wrinkle in Time and its sequels, A Wind in the Door, a swiftly tilting planet, many waters, and an acceptable time. Uh, her works reflect both her Christian faith and her strong interest in modern science. Lingle attended boarding schools in Europe and the United States, graduated with honors from Smith College. She pursued a career in the theater before publishing her first book, The Small Rain, in 1945. She married actor Hugh Franklin in 1946 she pursued various professions, store owner, choir director, and vowed to give up writing at age 40 due to rejections. <laughs> and it just wasn't financially feasible. Um, but a year later, she began writing A Wrinkle in Time. It was rejected 30 times, as I've mentioned, 30 oh times God, 30. Um, before it was published in 1962. And her later professions included librarian and writer in residence. Great. So, I love that she is the opposite of ignorance. She she lived a life of learning and education, mm -hmm. and growing and growth, personal growth and everything. And and um, I love that in some ways she failed a lot. You know, she didn't have like a steady one steady career behind the scenes for most of her adult life. She she didn't get this book published at 30 rejections. I mean, I love that there's humanity in there as well. And that kind of speaks to that element of the faults. You know, you're not a perfect person, but you're mm -hmm. a whole person, even with your failures and your rejections and everything. So I love that she embodies you know everything that's in this book she really put herself in there in in more ways than just oh these characters remind me of my family or are based on my family or whatever there's more of her in this than we could possibly you know understand i feel like just mm -hmm. knowing the little bit that we know about her so yay <laughs> Yeah, and it'd be interesting to delve into it. I don't have the knowledge to to make a conclusion, but how much of Meg is Madeline Lingle? Right, right, yeah. Or at least was at one time in the past. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, um, I would love, Alice, if you could put our quote up on the share screen. Oh, I can do that. Yes, let me find my mouse button. <laughs> I have to find my mouse. <laughs> stop this share and start a new share i tried to make it pretty because i feel like the quote is so pretty so beautiful yeah so. and i was wondering deborah would you be willing because you have such an excellent reading voice to read this for us uh you cover part of it <laughs> oh, i see if i can is that better uh no no mm. no Go ahead. Go ahead. How about you that? You can read it because the the whole uh, northeast quadrant is covered. Huh? Okay. <laughs> is it okay. uncovered now? Because I just minimized all my people. I don't yeah. know. I, I see it, so I can read it. No problem. Okay. Okay. So, it seemed to travel with her to sweep her aloft in the power of song, so that she was moving in glory among the stars, and for a moment she too felt that the words darkness and light had no meaning and only this melody was real 
<sighs> we all we all gorgeous. sigh. We all sigh. Oh, it's so beautiful. That's just just real quick. I gotta say, Madeline Langle is a beautiful writer and very poetic at some points in this book. Um, you know, which speaks to the fact that she wrote poetry too. But I mean, some of the passages in this book are absolutely beautifully written, and I think we picked this one because out of all the ones that we looked at and loved so much, and we, we had a lot that we looked at from this book, this one just literally did what it says. It swept us aloft, you know, mm -hmm. it carried us away with the lyricism of these words. I mean, she's talking about a melody at, in this passage. There's, a, there's, there's music that, that Meg hears. And um, that's what this passage is about. But there was just something about this passage that it just beautifully carried us away. And we we're like, oh, it's a short passage. It's perfect. We love it. <laughs> so what's happening in this passage? Um, now, Alice, correct me if I'm wrong. But as I recall, this is where she is on the planet where Ant Beast is. Yes, she's with Ant Beast. Actually, I think this, this chapter is called Ant Beast. Um, okay. chapter that this this passage is from chapter 11 mm -hmm. so there is a narrow escape from the evil planet yeah um and so charles wallace is in the clutches of it he must remain behind mm -hmm. uh but meg escapes with her father and with calvin to mm -hmm. a different planet where they take refuge and meg's been through kind of a harrowing experience uh negative thoughts have started to take her over and so she has natural insecurities but now they are super amplified she's you know lashing out at even people that she knows love her she feels abandoned to you know, the nth degree by her father and that's coming out as bitterness even when he couldn't necessarily help that um and so in this planet she receives uh healing from that spiritual wound um but also starts to come into her her own self and self yeah. i think she was like paralyzed too i think she'd been through uh she it was a terrible experience it's the prior to this passage that is some of the scariest stuff in the book and mm -hmm. um yeah and this is this is part of her healing moments like you said this is when when she starts to heal and aunt beast is a big part of that and aunt beast is kind of the you know the ultimate she's not a she's not a w you know she's not a mrs mm -hmm. who mrs what's it or a mrs witch but she's kind of this uh, uh even even more of a presence if if that's possible than the mrs w's she's quite something <laughs> yeah, she's kind of in a nurse role but mm -hmm. also kind of in a clerical an ant role you know yeah. that kind of mm -hmm. you know close family member kind of feeling yeah and I, I love the conversations that take place when they are trying to compare the concepts of seeing because this species doesn't have literal eyesight, yeah. but they can perceive things as they are. Mm -hmm. And so the idea between you can perceive something and see it that way, but it may not be accurate. Mm -hmm. But on this planet, they perceive things as they actually are, which was a fascinating concept. Mm -hmm. We almost picked, we had several passages about that whole idea of seeing and not seeing and what's true. What, what do you really see? What's the truth? And, and um, this, this one just seems so beautiful. We ended up picking this one, but um, there's just something about this one that just really struck the chord. Deborah, mm -hmm. what do you think? 
Wait a minute, I got a poem coming. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. We have inspiration right on the spot. Yeah, yeah. And the difference between seeing and perceiving. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I love, I love some of the Which phrases. Which is the holiest. Mm -hmm. The holiest, yeah, you're right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The power of song. I mean, I don't know. I feel like even as a kid, I, I felt that music was so powerful. Mm -hmm. And... And, and for me, a positive, I mean, it was a powerful, positive thing. And, you know, this idea of music being able to carry you out of whatever your reality is, it's almost mm -hmm. like an escape, right? And mm -hmm. the only thing that's real is that melody is what, you know, you know, this is what Meg is experiencing that all that bad stuff that she just experienced, the paralysis, the fear, the, the, you know, the bad stuff that happened before her father tessered them out of that bad situation where they had to leave Charles Wallace behind. Um, you know, this is, this is healing for her. This is the, the, the melody in the song is, is, is healing her. And it's, it's taking her away from that trauma, I guess is one word you could use. Mm-hmm. Great. There's just so much magic in in Madeline's word choices and even the way that she sent she structures her sentences. Mm -hmm. There's just it, it allows so much uh, weaving of the spiritual and intellectual you know, all th mm -hmm. all throughout. It you know, it's it can't you can't say it's one or the other because it's it's, we, we need a new word that makes them equal and brings them together. <laughs> yeah. Because she's tapped into it. Mm -hmm. You know, the, you know, that the words darkness and light had no meaning and only this melody was real. Mm -hmm. it, it just, you know, it's just. The and yet we also that. feel like this is something that maybe you can't hold on to because it's for a moment she too you know for a moment it's this moment this powerful moment and so i've i felt like as a human reader you know this is a very human moment because we've all had moments where it's like a perfect moment it's like this is something i want to you know it's like if i could only just bottle this and keep it forever you know this is one of those moments that's so perfect and so and so healing and so uh, whole. And yet every moment of our lives aren't really like that. We go through ups and downs. We have good days and bad days, whatever, you know. And I feel like this was so smart of Madeline Langle to put that word in here, or I guess it's two word, a moment, you know, two words, that because it's it's that very fleetingness of it that makes it so precious, right? And, and it's also, when you have moments like that, in a way you do hold on to them for the rest of your life. They may not, you know, be up uppermost in your thought process every minute of the rest of your life, but you always have that moment to cherish and lean on as a kind of a faith in, in good things and, and positivity maybe. I don't know. That's just something that this passage always made me feel like that there were those moments that carried you through even yeah. after they had the moments gone but what you experienced mm 
-hmm. carries you through that faith in what you experienced carries you through does that make any sense it does it does i mean it is it is describing transcendence Mm -hmm. yeah i guess so you're right yeah right um and and i think that for a lot of us on our spiritual journeys it isn't transcendent holy moments all Mm -hmm. the time Mm -hmm. but we do have those moments that then get us through the humdrum of the life right um yeah and and something that occurred to me um much later after we were picking our passages alice is this passage must have steeped somewhere in my brain between reading it in elementary middle school whenever it was Mm -hmm. And, you know, 20, 30 years later when I was writing Wicking Beauty, because I have a moment where the main character, you know, finds that truth where only the melody is the real thing. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and you're it, such a wonderful musician. I'm not surprised that music is such a big part of that for you. Right. And I think maybe it, it comes from, if not remembering the specific passage, that we all as artists have had that moment where our art is the only way to express that bigness in us. Yes. Yeah. I agree with that. Join us next time as we continue with our workshop discussion for the 2021 NICE project.